0: Do you feel like you are just barely surviving in today's unpredictable world? Are you tired of feeling like a victim when faced with challenges? Are you looking for practical advice on how to overcome obstacles and achieve success in the face of adversity? Are you curious about how to cultivate resilience and hope in your life? Join me after the intro for a conversation with a very special friend with whom we will answer this and many more questions. Stay tuned. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone, I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened? Why is this so difficult? To truly forgive how do we forgive and can anything and anyone be forgiven hi my name is Rosanadi, and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe show this is a safe and non judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Trade Show. It's no secret that we are living in an uncertain and rapidly changing world. And whether it's a political turmoil, economic uncertainty or personal struggles, it can feel like we are constantly battling against forces outside our control. It becomes natural then to feel overwhelmed and stress out about everything that is going on around us. Does it sound familiar? If so, don't despair quite yet, because despite these challenges and even in the most difficult circumstances, it's still possible to find ways to not just persevere, but to thrive in the midst of chaos, rise above the challenges, and achieve success and happiness. Yes, that's all good, Rosanna, but how can we do it, you may ask? Great question, and we have you covered. Today, we will be exploring strategies and insights that can help you thrive, no matter what storms come your way. And we dive into this fascinating and very timely topic in a conversation with today's guest, Bill Murphy. Bill is a nationally recognized mortgage originator for over 25 years. Since 2017, he has served as a business coach for the Fairway Inite program. From 1993 to 1998, he also worked as a juvenile counselor for the Worcester Department of Youth Services. He holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in counseling psychology. He is also a keen runner, having finished many marathons and ultramarathons. is an Ironman finisher and has a second degree black belt in Krav Maga. He also actively supports several charities and has raised well over half a million dollars for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He has recently published a book titled Triving in the Storm, Nine Principles to Help You to Overcome Any Adversity. The perfect guy for us. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the Forgive and Try Show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today.
1: Oh, thank you for that wonderful introduction, uh, Rosanna. So excited to be here.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, as I said before, this is a really a timely conversation because it really feels that there are so many things going on in the world right now. We have come out of the pandemic, the, the war we have here in, in Europe, uh, the economic uh, uh, situation that is affecting everybody everywhere uh, in the world, and then all sorts of struggles. So I think it's a really a timely conversation. But before we dive into that, I would like to start with you, and in particular to know Where did you realize that this was uh, something to really talk about and uh, spread as an information and uh, what were your storms, perhaps? Yeah.
1: So as far as my storms, uh, I had a lot of storms growing up, Um, even though I didn't believe I did. I thought I was growing up in a normal environment, but it was actually pretty toxic and and in retrospect, traumatic. And But I didn't want to believe that and I didn't want to admit it. And I grew up just kind of keeping, keeping things close to the vest and not showing what was really going on. And it was very uh, shaming, uh, uh, ridiculing, abusive um, relationship at, at home. And I thought it was normal. And so I would do everything I could just. To be out of that environment and be around my friends, I got involved in uh, always got involved in sports and extracurricular activities. I tried to just whatever I needed to do to get out of that house. I, I would get out of that house and um, immerse myself in getting away um, because I I just didn't want to be uh, shamed every time I was I was home and it was it was my dad that 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 was was the uh was the issue in, in the house uh, my mom did everything she could to protect us and um you know i, I was the oldest boy so i took the, the brunt of it i had a younger sister uh, a year younger than me but you know it was i was the whooping whooping boy and uh, and she um she got some residual but um for the most part it was you know totally on on the sun and it wasn't until recently, I would have never talked about this. I've been, you know, I'm I'm, uh, over 50 years old now. And it wasn't until recently that I admitted a lot of this stuff and uh, revealed it. And um, that's, that's how the book came about. You know, we're all capable way more than we think we are, no matter what our circumstances are, no matter who wants to hold us back. And we got to get past our own self self talk. And, you know, and then developing that you mentioned thriving in the storm and developing that thriving mindset, no matter what those circumstances are, and do not let those circumstances th- define you so i was I had a knack for being able to turn things around, even though I wasn't gifted in sports, I wasn't gifted in academics. I, I just didn't feel like a gifted person, but what i what I was was resilient and disciplined. And I would work really, really, really hard to get to the other side. And that, you know, that was a little frustrating, but it, it allowed me to lose myself in those tasks. And so, you know, even in, you know, when I was in the mortgage space for the last 25 years, I felt like I was always outwork. I had to outwork everybody to be at a high level with everybody. In academics. I always felt like I was the one that had to study for six hours for the test that everybody got an A on. I got an 89 and they didn't study. You know, so like it, it it things never really came natural to me. It was just hard work was necessary. And I guess, you know, as much as I didn't like that, it's it's really it's really paid off in some of the things, you know, I do now in my in my charity work, in my in my philanthropy, my my extreme sports, um, you know, I just, I have a work ethic. And if it, if I was really talented, maybe I wouldn't have had that work ethic, or maybe I wouldn't have had that discipline. So I understand how hard work does, does pay off.
0: First of all, I'm sorry that you grew up with these challenges, but I applaud you for taking the courage to leave them where they are and... Uh, make it turn, turn them in, uh, into something really positive. And I heard so many people that coming from difficult situations, found the, the, the courage really to, to achieve everything they, they have achieved. And, and many other people that perhaps are, as you said, very talented. They don't exploit that talent because everything seems to come so easily to to them and they don't appreciate that. So uh, perhaps it's uh, the price that we have to pay to to succeed in, in life. I don't know. But talking about succeeding and talking about thriving, what does it really mean for you to be able to thrive in the midst of a storm?
1: So we're all hit with adversity, right? And when everything is going perfectly in our lives, It's easy to maintain a high level um, in all areas that you, you seek. But it's when we get knocked side to side, knocked down, and the adversity hits, and it's unforeseen, and it's the perseverance, it's the discipline, it's the resilience, the grit to get up and still say, this is my goal. I was knocked down today. I was hit with this news my day got railroaded and I'm still going to get back on track. It's never a straight line. It's never a straight line to, to the finish line. You're going to zig, you're going to zag. And you have to, keep that. you have to keep that in mind. And then the emotions that go with the thriving, the, the thriving attitude is really one of you're going to be enthusiastic. You're going to have joy. You have to have love. You have to have peace. You have to have um, zest for life, love for life. And it's when we're knocked down where we start to feel, and this is kind of the victim mindset that we talk about. When you're knocked down, you might feel a victim or targeted. You might feel depressed or sad or angry or hostile. And those feelings, it's really hard to be creative and get back on track. And yeah, maybe some anger can fuel you for a little bit and motivate you for a little bit, but it's not healthy. The healthy stuff is where, where the joy is, where the enthusiasm is, where the gratitude is, where the blessings are, what you're thankful for in life. And most of our blessings are free. You know, like, I think my, you know, I'm thankful every single day for my kids, my kids' health, my career, my, my health and uh, my family and my friends and, you know, so many things that I'm thankful for um, really help get me to that thriving, the thriving mindset when, when I may be knocked down a little bit or knowing that there's a silver lining in, in any adversity. Once you get through it, you can figure out, and when I see my silver lining, like, what did you learn from it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where did that help you in the future? What were your life lessons there? Yes, I mean, there's tragedies and, and things. I don't want to say, you know, you know, loss of a you know, loss of a loved one is incredibly hard. Um, but there there's always gonna be something you're gonna learn from it. And so if you can approach things that way, and 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 I'm not and I don't wanna I, I don't wanna shove aside the fact that we need to grieve, right? But what can you gain from that? How can that make you a better person? How can that make you more impactful? And So the other thing is, if you still can't get out of your your adversity, go look to help somebody else that may need your help. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a colleague, maybe it's, you know, a family member. And see if you can put your energy there to take away from your own challenge, obstacle, adversity to help you get back on track. Because how good does it feel? To help somebody else and put a smile on someone else's face or help them feel a sense of accomplishment because you had something to do with it like that's a that's an invaluable experience and it does nothing but but make you feel better about yourself and your situation you know sometimes you know i deal with self-doubt I dealt. dealt I, I was always told I, you know i dealt with unworthiness i would always tell them not good enough i won't i won't I won't become anything if, unless I do X, Y, and Z and I never did X, Y, and Z right. It was never good enough. And so, you know, I had to, I always had to, to fight for that. And, you know, I learned that if I just did my best and later in life, when I could go help somebody else get to where they want to go, it would help me. And, you know, so when, when, you know, even even with the book, right, I have some random people or some unexpected people that I even know that they were like, I can't believe how courageous you were and that I never knew or I never thought about that. I'm so glad you did this. And here I am maybe having a little self-doubt, like, oh, man, I told too much. I was too vulnerable here. And, like, that was taboo. The way I grew up, it was taboo. We don't talk about that. Men don't talk about depression. Boys don't talk about depression. Boys don't cry. Or you're gonna get into a fight. You're gonna get you're gonna get beat down, or you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with the consequences. And to you know, in my late forties to finally admit all this stuff that mm-hmm. that that I was feeling and that I, that I had happened to me um, was really really difficult. But I can't believe the people that it's touched and helped to be vulnerable and like man, I'm so glad you, you did that because I have the same issue and I never talked about it. And like these grown men, super tough dudes would, you know, be teary eyed. I'd be like, whoa, I never would imagine. And so that, that feels good to know that the message is helping, is helping somebody else even though I still battle with the self-doubt. Like, did I tell too much? Did I say too much? Did I give up too much? Did I, you know, did I sell out? And that's, it it tells me that I was on the right track.
0: Yeah. I'm sort of smiling here because uh, I totally relate with that. Uh, I do with the podcast as well. I I had my challenges uh, growing up. And like you, I didn't realize that, they were challenges until I was faced with, with bigger problems, and and then I had to trace back where the problem I was facing at the moment originated. And uh, I often talk about these challenges in in the podcast, and sometimes I say, oh perhaps I, sh- I I said too much, perhaps I should have you know kept it quiet. But but it's true. Then you you have that comment every now and then of someone that is facing a similar issue, and perhaps they haven't gone that far in the process of, of understanding. So you, you speed up their journey, and I think that that is absolutely rewarding, so uh, I applaud you for, for, for that. Um, you you mentioned a lot of very exceptional things here, and one in particular is if you're facing a difficult time, instead of sitting in, in that moment and commiserate yourself, go and help someone else. That's very challenging for, for someone that is facing that, that moment. And, in fact, I, I would like to uh, take this uh, uh, this point to link to your book, because in your book you talk about the three choices that we have when faces uh, a storm. And you say we can give up, which... For me, means being a, in a victim state or survive and thrive, and I, I really love uh, that about uh, um, the book. So, can we talk about that and uh, these three choices?
1: Yeah. So the, the victim mindset is again a, a place of your super low levels, and you just don't you pull the covers over your over your head in the morning and you don't get out of bed right or you hit snooze five six seven times and you don't get out of bed and then you're late and then you're behind and then you're just you're trying to play catch up and you're super stressed and like you're never gonna get ahead so they just throw in the towel or they'll give themselves an excuse and say you know what this happened to me so i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a bender this weekend i'm gonna go out drinking and self-medicate myself because because i i deserve it or all you're doing is creating it worse for when you come back, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it didn't get better um, because you self-medicated and, you know, we we so often turn to things, whether it's food or, or you know, violence or, you know, porn addiction or wh- whatever it is, whatever the vice is to, to engage in, to give yourself a, a reason to stay down is the victim mindset. And then you got, you know, the, the the next level is if you can start to improve a little bit, but yet you're just coasting, and you're just getting by. And we say we say this, and it's a it's a it's an American term. But when we ask people how they're doing, a lot of times the response is this: surviving. That's not good.
0: In Europe, we have exactly the same. Okay, she say that. Yeah, uh, yeah, getting by. So
1: getting by, surviving, hanging in there. You know, like those things that's not progressive. That's not growth. You're just hanging on by a thread to get through your day. There's no production there. But but we we become zombie like in it when we get there. And it's just like, "Hey, I got out of bed. I showed up to work. I made my appointment. I, you know, but yet there was nothing accomplished other than you made it there, but did you do anything? It's like busy being busy without doing anything. So if you can, if you can at least show up, that's that's great. Okay. But now let's take that to the next level. And that's where the thriving mindset comes in. So how can you feel joy? How can you feel love? How can you feel peace? How can you feel happiness? How can you feel enthusiasm? What do you need to do? A lot of times it's is my why strong enough? Did I lose my way? Did, my, did I drift? I need to get my why strong enough again. and if it's not, maybe there's another why somewhere else. And that's why I say if you if you can't focus on the things for yourself, focus on things that can help make an impact somewhere else. That can lift you up as well. You know, give back, help out. be a difference. Maybe it's just you know losing yourself and your kids or lo- losing yourself in your family or losing yourself at work or losing yourself with your friends. And when I say losing yourself, I'm not talking about surviving again. We're talking about lose yourself with making an effort to help somebody else or help someone somewhere that will take your mind off of where you are so then you can get back on track when you feel good about what you just did. So those are the three, those are the three mindsets. But, but you want to get to that thriving mindset as quickly as you possibly can and not spend as much time – in the victim or survival mindset because there's not really much production there. Now I want to, I want to mention something. I, I was motivated by feeling less than by, by my ridicule, by my shaming um, because that fuel was, I'll show you I'm worthy. I'll show you I'm good enough. I'll show you that I matter. And that was a, that was a direct shot at, my dad, and man, that's exhausting. If that's the only way that you can be fueled, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna cripple you in a lot of other ways. Yes, you may be productive. It may take you to the other side, but here's the thing: this is what happened to me, and I did have depression that I never admitted until I, in my late 40s. I but I had it all my life. I swept it on the rug and called it anxiety or angst, and. When I finally understood what was happening there, and I was able to um, share and admit, admit it, it changed. It changed everything for me. So now, when I never enjoyed the journey because I was fueled by get there, get there, get there, get there, show them, show them, show them, show them, show them, show them, show them I'm running from something, not to something. I'm running away from the pain, from the shame, from the ridicule, from the, from the angst from the anger i'm running away from it so i can show you but that's not my that's not an accomplishment for me that that what's on the other side is i'll show you i'm looking over my shoulder i'll show you i'm good enough i'll show you i'm worthy yes that can fuel you and it can fuel you in other areas of your life but in in bits and pieces i I just it can't be all-encompassing and it was all-encompassing for me so what was happening happening was i became a workaholic and I got involved in extreme sports and I never enjoyed my journeys I would go hit a goal and be like what's next what's next what's next I would bring I, I would be so consumed with my work I would yell at the kids for the TV be doing to, too loud when I came home and I wasn't present so that was that was because I was fueled by the wrong things now, if I'm fueled by like, hey, you know what? This goal is for my family. This goal is for us. This goal is for me and you. Then you can enjoy things along the way while you're accomplishing that rather than being fueled by anger, angst, um, shaming, you know, those things that, that you probably suppress until you bring it out and then it's inappropriate. Now, there's a, there's a test that I took. Uh, it's called the uh, ACE test adverse childhood experiences. And I scored so high, my clinician said to me, he's like, what are you running to a front? And that's why I said, that's why I gave you that example. And I said, oh no, I just figured this out. I know what I'm running to. He said, because most people that score as high, high as you did from your childhood trauma turn to drugs, alcohol, violence, gang activity. Um, they end up dead or in jail, pornography. Um, Obsessive compulsive eating, and the list goes on and on. And I turned to, like I said, extreme sports and workaholism. But those still had—they may have been the lesser of the evils, but they still had their consequences. Because I never enjoyed my way to where I wanted to go and take people with me. I was knocking people down, even though I would say, "Hey, I did this for you." But I, but I, I you, you, you know, we, we have this. We have this because I did this. We have this because I did that, and it was never bringing anybody along the journey and enjoying it and celebrating. because what's, what's, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? So now, now I try to enjoy the journey along the way and appreciate it and try to, you know I try to involve my family and friends and colleagues and, and celebrate with them as much as, as much as I can. And that's the thriving, that's the thriving mindset so be be aware of what motivates you and check in with that it's okay to be be motivated by things that have pained you in the past but you're going to make peace with it at some point
0: Mm. that is so important now changing that mindset and and going from uh, the mindset where you know you are almost angry to everybody because you you know you work so hard because of what happened, but also because people are perhaps not as uh, gracious or uh, they don't show so much gratitude uh, towards you for what you're doing. So what sort of qualities we have to have to change that mindset into something, you know, I want to enjoy this journey and I want to bring you with me.
1: Yeah. Well, where where you're stuck? Try to identify what you're feeling. You know, like what has you stuck? Is there a past trauma? And if there's a past trauma, have you have you made peace with it? Have you worked through it? Have you been to therapy? Have you discussed it? Have you forgave? Have forgiven yourself? Now, I never, I wasn't forgiving myself because of what I went through. I blamed myself for what. I went through like, why does this hap- You know, why does this happen to me? I was a victim. You know, why does this happen to me? Why, what did I do to deserve this? You know, like I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't giving myself any grace and I was blaming myself for everything that was, was happening. And then when I was able to forgive myself, I realized, um, I get to work on the self-compassion thing because I didn't love myself. And that's really hard to do and hard to hard to talk about, you know, like from where I where I was. And so, like, if if Rosanna, if you told me a story about, you know, a young boy eight or nine years old that was waterboarded or harnessed to their crib or put through a wall or whatever, it, I would be I would be sharing um, an emotional moment with you and pretty upset about that. But when I told that about it about me going through it, I told it matter of fact yeah, I went through this. Yeah, I remember remember that happening. And it was just, hey, it was normal. So it took two clinicians talking about me in front of me, crying for me to understand that that was not normal. And that I needed to work on the self-compassion. I needed to work on the self-love. And once I started to do that, it took a long, long, it's still a work in progress. You know, once I started to do that, then the floodgates, the floodgates opened where I had a lot more empathy for that young kid and more self-love and now more joy, more peace, more happiness. I enjoy things. You know, I was so involved in my work that I think I think I probably would have had a heart attack, you know, trying to get the next deal. But no one's ever ever laid on their deathbed saying, I wish I just got one more deal done. You know, I wish I spent more time with my kids. I wish I spent more time with my family, with my friends. I wish I traveled more, I wish I did this, I wish I did that. So, you know, now I realize that you know, when, when uh, I'm with somebody, I try to be as present as I possibly can and I don't need to take every single phone call. I don't need to call everybody back right then and there. I don't need to start texting right away. Like, things can wait. And being present is, is certainly part, part of that.
0: Being mindful, I, I absolutely love that. Talking about uh, these qualities, I have uh, listed here a, a few, like resilience, adaptability, focus, perseverance, positivity. How yes. important were these uh, in, uh, in your journey? And do you have any other to add to the list?
1: Oh, yeah, well, with resilience is mental toughness and grit They're, they they kind of go into the same category, and you know mentally being mentally tough was always something that I think remember I said I was the one that wasn't naturally gifted, but I think I had an innate toughness where I would hang in there and you gotta knock me down and knock me out to take me out, and so, like I will outwork you to the best of my ability, and I will be disciplined as much as I possibly can. Overcoming the self-doubt though was is really really has been hard and it's still it's still hard for me you know when I go to these Ironman events or these marathons or or even in my martial arts I look around the room and say yes I, I I have I have done this or I'm at this level but I Look around and be like, wow, that's an incredible athlete. That's a that, that that dude's really strong and big, or that that gal's got this going on. And, and so like I the the imposter syndrome or the compare comparitis um that we 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 put ourselves in is I battle and be like, and so what I have to do is just settle myself down and say, I put in the work, I'm worthy of being here, I'm ready to be here, I can hang in there with everybody else that's here. So that's my self-talk. So self-talk, po- you've said positivity, positive self-talk. Most of our self-talk is very negative. If you catch it, and we talked about the morning and pulling the, pulling the covers over your, over your head. When you wake up in the morning, observe your thoughts. And we get in this trap where many of our thoughts are spiraling and it's worrying. We're worrying about what's going to happen today. We're worrying about the stuff that we have to do. And we're worrying about our tasks. We're worrying about things. And, and, then, and then we start to say, I'm not going to have enough time to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then, and then so this is all the talk that happens, right? And now we just put ourselves in a bad mood before we even get out of bed. So catch yourself as quickly as you can and redirect any worry thoughts because statistically – uh, there's a research study on on this uh, that 80 to 90% thoughts are worry thoughts and then we think the same majority of those thoughts the next day but here's the here's the thing most of those thoughts don't happen or come to fruition and if they do they're never as bad as we thought they were going to be so what are you going to gain from worrying there's zero there's zero but yet we put so much so much pressure on ourselves with our worry thoughts so if you can observe what you're going through every single morning in journaling, you know, on the, on our website, um, We have from that book, we have some quick little five minutes to take you five minutes to just j- journal your thoughts. What am I, what are my emotions? What am I feeling? What am I grateful for? And what am I grateful for? And what are my blessings are certainly going to help you get rid of some of those worry thoughts. Yeah,
0: that that is very important. And uh, you mentioned, uh, self doubt so, uh, I- Whenever we are facing some challenging times, sometimes we have to have the courage to take risks, to take bold decisions. And if we doubt of our ability to succeed, obviously we will never do. So um, that is an extremely important uh, uh, point. Talking about risk and risks and uh, courageous actions, what do you think about staying in the comfort zone for someone that has gone through extreme sports i can imagine what the answer could be if you're
1: in your comfort zone you're not growing you're not growing you're coasting again i think i would equate that to the survival mindset you're just getting by you're surviving and in order to have progress you have to stress the stress muscle i call it and Put yourself in a situation that it's a little harder. So if you're supposed to, if you're in sales and you're supposed to prospect for an hour and you're just, you know, lazily dialing or calling or emailing or texting or whatever you're doing, whatever you're, and you're just going through the motions and nothing's really happening. It's not going to change until you change your mindset towards that. Go into it with enthusiasm, go into it with belief that you're going to accomplish Uh, a sale or you're going to, you're going to get X amount of people to go to that next call with you or whatever, commit to that and do it until you tell yourself, I'm going to, I'm not just going to do this for one hour. I'm going to do this until I get X amount of appointments. I'm going to do this until I get to my goal. And so if it's two hours, it's two hours, but, but, but that now you're stretching. Now you're out of your comfort zone. There's a saying in swimming and I learned this when I was training for my first Ironman in 2019, and that I guess I was probably in coasting survival mode. But I thought when I was in the water, and I was just I got my strokes in, and I just swam the amount of this the distance that I was supposed to swim from my for my practice that I was okay. It's called junk miles. You're just coasting. It wasn't until these drills that really get your heart rate going that really stress increase your stress levels that really get you pushing where you're able to start to improve so like, like i'll give an example my, my one of my coaches my swim coaches was like you're just going through the motions in the water and you're just you're you're just building up junk miles it's really not going to help you come come race day and he's like we need to push it a little harder and what he did was he got we had a bungee and we tied it to the, the diving board end in the deep side and he put a pool noodle. You know, 20 feet from the from the area, and I had to stretch that bungee and swim there for one minute and keep that distance. And I had to do 10 cycles of one minute with 10 seconds rest. And and I'm just going, and I'm going, and you feel like you're gonna drown, and you're going crazy, your heart rate's just exploding out of your chest, and and you're just pushing and trying to hang on. And then cycle one's over. Now you got to do this nine more times, and so. You know, you finish something like that, pool. You realize you're like, I wasn't working, I wasn't doing anything hard. It's just like if you're if you're going for a run, and you jog the whole time and don't try to push it, add a few sprints, go find a couple hills, like take yourself out of that comfort zone where it's nice and easy, or a walk. You know, it's if you're just walking, you know, on a flat track, go walk some hills or w- whatever it is. That's what I mean by by stretching yourself and getting. Out of out of your comfort zone, where you where you're pushing, that builds resilience. That builds grit. That builds mental toughness. The the craze right now is cold plunging, cold showers, cold you know cold water therapy. And, and I'm a big believer in I'm a big believer in it. And so you know I've I've had a few people do it with me. And you know the the v- very first time they're like I can't get in that cold water, and they get in and they're out in ten seconds. And I say settle the breath. Settle down. Know you got this. Like I don't think I can do that. And and so now you you go in for 20 seconds. Now you go in for a minute. Now you can stay in for three minutes. And I have a friend right now. She's she's trying to stay in, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes in the same water where she couldn't stay in for 10 seconds. And she's progressed. So if she stayed in her comfort zone and say I could never do this. I could never get in that cold water. I can. You know, no, no, not now. She's reaping the benefits. She's you know, my immune system's better. I feel so much more alive. I'm more awake. I'm elated. My, my mood is improved, you know, like all the benefits, my muscles aren't as sore. Um, there's the inflammation's down, like everything that benefits you from, you know, like cold water therapy is another way to take yourself out of, out of your comfort zone and build resilience. There's so many things there's intangibles there, but that these are some examples of getting out of your comfort zone.
0: That is so nice. There is a level of intentionality in uh, in all this. Uh, I did only once uh, a bath in uh, ice water. And uh, I stayed there for a couple of minutes. And uh, I I never thought I could do something like that. But with intentionality, yes, you start breathing and prepare yourself for that. And I have to say, I felt absolutely great afterwards. Uh, My my back was... (laughs) You know, yeah. really, uh, thanking me for, for uh, taking that, uh, that courage, to have the courage to, to do it. So uh, I, I love what you are saying. Bill, what's the value of having a, a community or a, a network of people to support you during those times?
1: Well, we can't do it alone, right? The network of people you want to make sure are, you know, I call them your top, your top five. And you know your top five are going to carry you and lift you up to another level. And when you have your, your top five, make sure that they're on board. They're going to support your goals. They're going to support you um, when you're down and out. They're going to bring you up. I mean, maybe it's coaching. Maybe it's a therapist. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a colleague, a peer, someone in the community, whoever it is. Get your top five in the area where you want to improve where you want to excel so i feel that's very important to surround yourself now that may be if you want to improve in say you want to go run a marathon or a 5k or 10k or whatever find those people that are going to help you in that area that can help you in in those because because it might be a different five in your financial planning or your career or your spirituality or your relationships you know so I would, I always try to do the top five, but where I look is at coaches. I, I believe in being coached in so many different ways and so many different facets, you know, and I, and I get business coached. I get life coached. I get, I have a coach for my martial arts. I have a coach for my, my Ironmans. man's. I have a, you know, like I have a coach in a lot of areas because I want to make sure that I'm held accountable and that I'm doing it right. And it helps my, it helps your mindset too when you can course when they help you course correct and guide you now a coach can't just be yelling at you and yelling yelling what you need to do they need to be working with you as a guide and i, I feel like sometimes that's missed so that's kind of the community um, that i talk about where, where it's important to have your people with you that are going to take you to the next level now my my family didn't understand like how I could go do, you know, a marathon on top of biking and, and swimming 2.4 miles and biking 112 miles and doing a 26 point mile run. Like you'll get hurt. You'll get hurt. You'll get hurt. And you'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be okay. I, I love you too. And I know you mean, well, it's not, it's not all toxic. It's, but I, I I get to declare this to the people that I know who are like, you got this. We're going to help you here you've got to watch for these obstacles you got to look at this and have this plan and this nutrition and this you know like so make sure that they're the the right people for what you want to accomplish again it could be it could be your family in the most loving way not help you
0: yeah i strongly believe that you need to ask for advice to those who have already achieved what you want to achieve and uh, everyone else just give you the best advice and the best uh, suggestion they can give you. But if they haven't been there, obviously uh, they come from a place where uh, of lack of knowledge, let's put it this way. Yeah. Bill, you have been also a juvenile uh, counselor in, uh, in your life. And I would like to take the conversation into helping teenagers and uh, our kids to become stronger uh, mentally and to be able to thrive in the storm. Because as much as uh, an unhelpful father, like the the one that you perhaps had, that you had and uh, can damage, you know, the the child uh, growing up, also those who want to protect them or overly protect their children can uh, Damage them, because uh, they will uh, uh, screen uh, every difficulty, and then one day they will uh, need to face the you know the deep water and they will not have any um, any way to do so. So, what strategies would you advise to parents or any adult dealing with with children and teenagers?
1: Yeah, it's um this is this is a good great question. I feel like, and this is, I'm learning too, because I have th- I have three kids at 20. My son's 23, my daughter's 19, and I got a 17 year old daughter, and so fun ages and uh, handful, and I let them choose where they're going with the direction of life. Now, I'm in a very I, I've built a business that's pretty successful, and I've never asked them if they wanted to be in the business they can ask me because if I, if I try to force them or push them in my business, they may be miserable and they may not want to do that. And I'm happy that they're figuring out their own stuff and that's on, that's their, their deal. And I'm incredibly happy. So I feel like I need to let their goals be their goals and not my goals and parents. Often I often see parents make their own goals for their kids. And you know, like, hey, you need to be in this major or you need to take this class or you need to be in this extracurricular activity. You need to so, you know, I know that we all mean mean well that way, but instead of saying you need to be in this extracurricular activity, say, hey, I want you an extracurricular activity, why don't you choose one of these? few things um why don't you choose and give them permission and empower empower them i think kids need to be empowered i think young adults and teenagers need to be empowered and, I, I, and as you know i find myself in that trip i didn't empower my kids in, you know earlier enough and now i try i mean it's, it's not perfect but i i try to empower them to make their own decisions hopefully they make good ones and when they don't then we talk about it and, but I think it's especially after COVID where, you know, they, you know, they went from being with their friends and being in school and being around everybody to lockdown. And that played not only on the adults, but that played on a lot of kids' um, mental health. And some of them are still recovering from that. And um, it's here's the other thing it's okay to talk you know, for the kids to talk about it. And, you know, I don't, I think that the parents can encourage their kids to talk about if things are going on. And it might not, it may not be to them, but talk about stuff to somebody else. You know, I I say that to my daughters all the time, like, you don't have to talk to me, but talk to somebody if you need to, if you need to share. And that could be a therapist, that could be you know a teacher a guidance counselor you know maybe it's their cheer coach i, I whoever they trust and has their best best intentions out at, at heart is um you know probably where we're going to go with that so i i think just give your kids permission to make their own choices as long as you're their guide we'll go back to the guiding thing
0: i, I love that and i also love the advice of uh... Uh, being vulnerable and uh, recognizing that as a parent you don't have problem with that because I think as a society we have a problem with vulnerability we don't accept vulnerability and we think that vulnerability is weakness and uh, they are two very different things so uh, I think it's a fantastic uh, advice. Bill, I would like to come back on you before we close this uh, conversation. Is there anything at all that you want to share with us uh, about what you are planning? Uh, is perhaps a second book on uh, the horizon?
1: Well, we're we're planning on um, some coursework and um, we're doing some workshops right now locally. And, you know, so, some of that stuff is make peace with your past. So we go, we talked about this earlier. Forgive yourself, not forgive somebody else. And if you can forgive that person that you felt wronged you and send them blessings, that's going to even help you more, more so than it than it already is. Love yourself. What is your unfinished business? What's something you always wanted to do and never did? Okay, if it's, you know, if you wanted to be a doctor, maybe you can take some some courses on physiology or biochemistry or like you know if you wanted to be a, f- a football player like maybe you can do some extracurricular stuff you know and go run a race or something like do something that you always wish you could do some version of it just to kind of feel good about yourself you know like i i had some of those regrets and you know those are those are some of the things that that i did um later in life where i would just go be part of something that didn't quite make up for me not participating in an area where i wanted to participate but it helped bridge the gap of not of not doing it. So, um, look at your unique value proposition. Look at your your strengths, your intangibles. And what what I say by that, what I say about that is, I never felt good enough, right? I never felt smart enough. I never felt felt athletic enough. But but when I asked my when I was talking to my coach about this, about my unworthiness and my self doubt, he said, your strength is. Your perseverance, your discipline, your commitment, your work ethic. Like you have, you know, he, he would say these are the things that you have above other people. And I'm not saying compare yourself. I'm just saying your own strengths. Like where are you strong at? What do you like to do? And that's where you start. You know, kind of find your own inner strength. Find the things that you excel at that you maybe may not have tapped into. So, what is your un, unfinished business? So, we get some we get some coursework, habits, a lot of habit stuff that we we'll work on replacing bad habits with good habits, bookending your day, your routines, and that's going to all be part of the coursework. It really wants to we want to get people to a high performance mindset and lifestyle.
0: Fantastic. So, if our listeners would like to get in touch with you and know where these workshops, for example, will be, how can uh, they get in touch with you?
1: You can go to th- the course content, hasn't been um, released yet, hopefully in the next 30 days. Um, then go to thrivinginthestorm.com. And if you wanted to reach out to me, I do um, private calls and Zoom calls and uh, workshops for, for folks. I do a lot of real, I've been doing working with a lot of sales and uh, real estate and mortgage. Uh, folks lately
0: okay fantastic so we will put all the links in the description of today's episode uh final question if there was a one take-home message that you would love everybody to remember from this conversation what that would be
1: you are all capable of way more than you ever thought possible so don't set yourself short go go take on something that you're stretching yourself towards
0: Wow, I love that. Well, I hope that this episode has provided insights and inspiration on how we can not only survive, but thrive in the storm, emerging stronger, wiser, and more compassionate on the other side, by cultivating a growth-oriented mindset and adopting effective strategies for resilience and adaptation. And I want to leave you with a very powerful quote from Albert Einstein, who said, Adversity introduces a man to himself. Bill, thank you so much for this conversation. I loved every single moment and uh, I really applaud you for the courage that you showed in your life. Thank you so oh, much. thank
1: you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Fantastic. Well, we would love to know what you think about this topic. Are you, or somebody you know, facing a challenging time? If so, I believe you can take a lot from Bill's story uh, to start driving while navigating the current difficult time. But if you have questions that perhaps we didn't address today, Let us know, get in touch. We will strive to search for those answers. And also don't forget to check Bill's book and to follow him. You will find all the links in the description of today's episode. If you have been affected in any way by the topic we discussed today, as always, I invite you to seek professional help. Join me next time when we will continue exploring inspiring and challenging situations. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, Forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send me an email at forgiventrive at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time, thank you and goodbye.